I'm Isael. I'm Jonah. And I'm Kirby. And this is Ramble On. On this episode, we talk about sea monsters, space, and Dr. Pepper. Jonah, we have another guest. What guest number is this? Bo, Brian, Jordan. So four. Four. This is four. We want to welcome deep sea diving expert Kirby Willits. Hello. Kirby Willits is a deep sea diving expert. Yeah, I have plenty of experience. I have done this multiple times, and by multiple times, I mean not once. But I have gone snorkeling once, so that's... What's the depths of snorkeling? The snorkeling is like, you know, I picture it with the massive goggles that you have, not like the racing goggles, and you just have a breathing tube, and it's basically you're staying on the surface level the entire time. You're not going too far deep, because if you go too far deep, you're like, you don't have the oxygen strapped to you. So it's just surface? So yeah, it's like deep sea diving for people who are too scared of actually being surrounded by the water. That's not you though, is it? Oh, that's 100%. <laughs> I am terrible with water. You guys know this. My deepest fear is like being stranded in the middle of the ocean. And I think that's a very rational fear because the ocean is huge and vast and I am very tiny and small. I can swim, but I can't swim across an ocean. And I'm not good enough at floating to survive. And I sure as heck ain't gonna know the ways of survival in the ocean like the one guy in Unbroken. What do you mean you're not good at floating? Well, like, I can float for a little bit, but you know how some people say the best way to survive if you're not, like, in a boat is you have to float because you're just gonna burn way too much energy otherwise. Yes. I'm not, there's no way I can stay afloat that long. You can't starfish? No, because, like, I think it's something with the mentality that I start realizing what I'm doing, that I'm just, like, resting my body on top of this water. And as soon as I start thinking that, that's when I start sinking. So, is it all water or is it just, like, ocean, big water? Like, how would you do in, like, a pool i guess it depends on the size of the pool like if it's a deep pool if it goes under like 10 feet that's when i'm starting to get a little sketch even even if you see land around you oh yes like i can be in like a water park giant water park swimming pools i don't know if those exist but hypothetically if they did exist i'd be terrified of them so like a well is comparable to like the ocean I mean, the ocean is more scary. Okay. But it depends on the well. If it's like one of those old-fashioned <laughs> wells where you're down a tunnel a little bit, that would be almost as worse. Wait, are there, is there different types of wells? These like the wells that Lassie has to come save you from? Yes, exactly. Those ones I'd be terrified of. I think I'd be more terrified of that than the ocean. Actually, no. The ocean, the ocean wins. That's just awful. Dang. So we recently watched all of Pirates of the Caribbean. Is that like... Were those horror movies for you? No, because I wasn't experiencing them. But do you not, does it not like fill you with dread at times? No, but I will say there's one scene in, I think the second or third movie, the trippiest, oh, it has to be the third because that's the trippiest movie of them all. But when the crab scene. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That isn't as scary as if I was in the ocean. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I do think that is just hallucination kind of thing and me in the middle of the ocean is terrifying that's my point are you terrified of the water just being in the middle of water and not being able to do anything about it or are you terrified of like what's in the ocean because i'll admit what is in the ocean is terrifying because we only know like what is it like six percent or something stupid like that of like what is in the ocean because we can't go down to like the depths of the mariana trench and so like what's down there or is it just like the ocean and the vastness of it it's both it's 100 percent both and i will tell you why first off the vastness of the ocean is terrifying because one there's no escaping it if you don't have a boat if you don't have an airplane i prefer thirty thousand feet instead of sea level zero kind of thing and i think 
not knowing what's in the ocean makes it even more scary because you know how vast it is you know how big it is it's like well actually it's not even comparable but in how in space is so vast and it terrifies people but it also excites people the same thing happens for the ocean however i'm just not one of those people that gets excited by it i'm one of those that fears the crap out of it because we don't even know yeah 95 percent of the ocean and here i am understanding that fact mentalizing it and knowing for a fact that there's going to be something out there that is far more terrifying to me than I will, than it will find me terrifying to it, I feel like. That if I see this creature, I'm going to lose my crap. And it sees me. It might lose its crap, but it can just go back to where it's from. I'm in its domain. And I don't know how to defeat anything. And I'm too, I'm too much of a wimp to take on anything in the ocean either. Dude, you're underestimating adrenaline. Yeah, I guess. Like, there's stories of people just punching sharks in their eyes or their, like, nostrils, and they, like, the sharks leave because they're like, dude, F this little thing that punched me. That's also people that go to the ocean, though. I guess. They they sign up for that risk when they enter their dom- that domain. I'm, I just don't want to enter that domain because too many things could happen. That's fair. Um, according to WorldWideBoat.com, which is just an amazing website, it does say that we have only explored 5% of the world's ocean, and the other 95% of that is unexplored. But another fact that came pr- with that of what is all that is like with the surface area that the ocean takes up, 99% of livable, livable space is in the ocean, which I don't know how they get that fact, but it's an interesting fact. Okay, I can. I think I have an idea of how they can do this. So we, we talk about how like... It's like 70, 30 water to like land in the earth, just generally. It's just surface. Yes. Yep. So we, we live on the surface, right? But we can't like, I can't live on the surface two feet above the surface, just floating in the air. But you can do that in the ocean. Land is 2D basically, but the ocean is 3D when it comes to like where you can live. So I, I think that would explain why there's like more ocean space than land space and i i know that we can make like buildings and stuff but like we we can't live all over the atmosphere and even birds don't really live in the air they just kind of fly but they still live on land they occupy the air but but no but no they don't they don't they're just like traveling through the air or they move in the air where you sleep is where you live how about that is that how we're defining defining like livable as like sleepable places that's what i would say because like that's your shelter you know you sleep in your shelter what if we manipulate magnets so that we have floating like shelters and we're not on the ground? What's wrong with buildings? No, to occupy like this space that's like above. The, we like, we can land. still just build a building and we do that. Yes, Kirby. Do you think magnetic beds would be like better for our body? I wonder if that somehow could benefit our body. If- Is this the same line of thought that made people wear bracelets that help their balance or whatever hey i had one of those titanium necklace things that were really popular in like our middle school ages it helped my balance yeah it didn't actually but i believed it as a kid i had two of them so i was even better balanced i think the fact that they're no longer that prevalent shows how good they were yeah no kidding also i hate to interrupt the podcast do it the greatest sound in the world do it right in front of the mic all right. That's behind the mic. All right. Right in front. The, the, you're still behind. All right. Like between your face and the mic. All right. Hey, you want to hold this? So I have a question then for our, who is our expert? What is his title? A deep sea diving expert, Kirby Willits. Yeah. So I have a question for our deep sea diving expert, Kirby Willits. What terrifies you more, space or the ocean? The ocean because it's in my backyard. You live in Iowa. Okay. But I, hypothetically, well, not hypothetically speaking. 
but and are originally from Nebraska. This is interesting. Are we closer to space than we are to the ocean? No. Oh. Like, is this is space higher up than the ocean? Is? I guess. What level do you reach space? Like outside of the atmosphere. Like if I start floating. I feel like that's a long ways away. It's not as much as you think, though, isn't it? So what are we talking so we live in the troposphere that is where humans dwell so then the next one is the stratosphere which is like past the ozone layer is that what we're counting as space i would say no okay because then past that is the mesosphere which is which is like where we see meteors and stuff in and that's where like some clouds hang out and then past that is like the thermosphere any any of these spheres that you end up in are going to be closer than the ocean like relative to where we are because to get to the thermosphere is about 60 miles straight up holy freak dude so we are so much more closer to space than we are to the ocean okay but are we what if the earth just sneezed and all of the atmosphere just left could you explain more so it'd be like a like a bubble bursting but it's like the earth just like (laughs) and and suddenly we're just like in well i mean we are in space right now but we are like in a bubble in space so if like earth just hit the eject button (laughs) and we all just floated on up to space well got shot out to space and then floated and died what yeah what if it spun fast enough that the centrifugal force was more than the force of gravity and we all just shot into space if earth was a merry-go-round we'd be screwed (laughs) yes but it was fast enough however at least space would kill me fast the ocean would play with you can me, drown which is still gonna probably take longer than it is to freeze to not if you space. swim deep enough wouldn't you also just like suffocate couldn't you like just suffocate in space by taking off your helmet well yeah but you would like start expanding for like all your liquids would be pulled from you as you start freezing very quickly and you would start suffocating but then i think what would kill you before suffocating is the fact that your body would just be expanding and it eventually would freeze slash like explode is that a way to preserve bodies have we looked into this what is the instant freeze like what in like sci-fi movies like what happened to like cavemen if like they freeze and if we thaw them out they come back alive have we explored this option has nasa done this yet walt disney has this is true his head's frozen and And there's a whole reason why they made the frozen movies have you heard about this you you've talked about this isn't it because when people search walt disney frozen it no longer shows up with his head yeah it's no longer stories of his head it's about the movies is that confirmed as to why they created frozen in frozen i don't think it is i don't think they would ever confirm it but this is what i think i think that they were going to make the movies about frozen but they called it frozen with a dual purpose that checks out except for frozen 2 frozen 2 is obviously because frozen 1 succeeded (laughs) that that is correct thank you before we talk about kirby's crippling addiction to dr pepper i want to say this though you know how you you mentioned the stat that we only explored five percent of the ocean and whatnot i just think that's dumb why because we know enough about the ocean that we like know what types of creatures are allowed to exist in those conditions but do we like explain that further i guess so people are like oh we we can't go deep enough in the mariana trench you know that people say that because it's like the pressure who knows what's there and it's like but we do know what's there because like for the same reasons there's only certain types of life that are like is allowed to exist in those conditions and they're just these like tiny very thin fish some of them have like they are like luminescent they can like you know you see it in nemo but what if 
the little angler fish that has the light flopped over. What if there is something more down there though that just thrives on no light and a lot of pressure? Well, there there are, and they're tiny, like almost like bacteria type. They're not quite. They're like kind of. I think the way I understand it, it's like plankton sized, and they eat like gases that come out from the earth. But my point is, we we know that. So if there is anything that exists there, it's and I'm not I'm not pooping on this idea, but it would have to be like contrary to all of the science we know. It would have to defy the laws of physics as we know it. But, you know, I I subscribe to other mythical creatures. So if you claim that there is like a, this is like an actual like law, physics law defying creature, then I'd be okay with that. So the whole like we've only explored 5% of the ocean is like kind of true, but also kind of not. So that's, that's my hot take on people in the ocean. So I shouldn't be scared. I think that we know what is in the ocean. I am on cryptids fandom and I'm looking at oceanic cryptids and it comes up with 250 five potential cryptids for the ocean do we know what's in the ocean what are the cryptids like the kraken okay but the fact that they only have 205 people need to get on there get to work because that's just if we're gonna claim that there's 95 percent that we have no clue about there better be more stories out there like give me a reason to be scared that's fair i think some of these do count towards mermaids or like sirens, they that's what they're counting. This one is saying that the Manhattan monster is a mysterious creature with a mutilated face, snarling snout, five toes on each foot, and was washed up under the Brooklyn Bridge. Do I not have five toes on my feet? I'm thinking this is an enlarged rat, and New Yorkers are just having problems. But like, what about like the Megalodon? Oh, that is true. Well, isn't that like a prehistoric creature though? It's like dinosaur time shark. I think that's what a lot of people assume. Because like we've we've found teeth, right? That we assume I I'm assuming are like real. Yeah, I think we have. I guess the the question is like, oh, is it is it still out there? Right. But I I would say it's like almost as likely as like there actually being a dinosaur out there still, and we just don't know about it. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, this one does bring up the kraken. I I will defend Kirby now. Giant squids. Terrifying. Those exist. There are squids, and then there are squids that we know of that are larger than those. Those are horrifying. That's like actually messed up. Yeah, it said in 2012, scientists discovered a giant squid that could correspond to the physical description of the kraken. Using deep sea exploration exploration with special lighting displays designed to attract large predators can we talk about how stupid of an idea that is here (laughs) let's try to attract these giant large possibly dangerous creatures because we want to figure them out that is not my job i am never going to do that that's it's things like that that gives me anxiety wouldn't you rather science know about this than we don't know anything about it at all though i'd just rather not mess with the ocean however you you mentioned earlier that you might be talking about my affection for dr pepper is this true is this the real reason why i'm on this podcast not really i it's something that we could talk about i mean you literally cracked a can open in front of the mic Okay. The thing is, when we were setting up uh, in the studio, you left for like a hot second and I told Jonah, he's 100% coming back with a Dr. Pepper. And you, and I was, I was right, but I was also wrong because you came in with a Dr. Pepper, but you also came in with just a beautiful grin on your face. Well, I'll tell you why I came in with a beautiful grin. Because this last week and a half, I've had some cans mysteriously disappear from my fridge. And I go down there today. Sure enough, my fridge is stocked with cans. And it's not the cans that 
that are from my 24 pack that I have chilling in my room. No, they're the disappearing cans. So they have reappeared. And now I am full blast. I'm fully stocked with Dr. Pepper cans and bottles thanks to my mom. You got a lot of things going for you. You did quit for like two weeks. I've quit multiple times because I am not addicted. It's just I enjoy drinking Dr. Pepper, so I take that away. How many Dr. Peppers a day do you usually have? Well, currently I probably have about three cans. What's the most you've averaged? The most I've averaged in, I guess, peak Kirby Dr. Pepper time has been about six a day. Holy cow. I This is not me getting on my high horse, but I don't drink pop like at all. That sounds like... I can't see you from down here. You're, you're so high on your horse right now. I'm not getting on my horse. I told you this. I just, that sounds like the the worst thing. I feel like I would actually like have a heart attack from like the caffeine if I did that many cans. It's really not that bad. I will say it's worse when you put it in perspective of I have bought two 24 packs in a week for about a month. Do you drink water now? I do drink more water. I try to get some at the calf. Kirby, have you ever considered just getting a keg of Dr. Pepper? My concern with that is I don't know how I would keep it cold. That's what you're concerned about? Not the fact that you that might go through where, it a lot quicker? That and where am I storing it, too? Uh, is there a, like, a glass bottle Dr. Pepper out there somewhere? There is. I just don't have easy access to it. That's and if fair. I did, I'm not a huge fan of the cane sugar in my drinks. At least in my Dr. Pepper. There's just too many things going on in Dr. Pepper. To... Aren't there like 11 things going on? 23 flavors. 23. I was so off. 23 unique, authentic flavors. What are the 23 flavors? Have they ever been like announced or released? So I found a list of what mega fans of Dr. Pepper believe the 23 flavors are. And I'm going to be honest, all of these put together sound horrible. And when I did drink pop, Dr. Pepper was one of my favorite drinks. And so I am not unaware of the flavors of Dr. Pepper, but just the collection of these 23 flavors makes my stomach hurt. In alphabetical order, from the mega fans of Dr. Pepper, they believe that the 23 flavors are amaretto, almond, blackberry, black licorice, caramel, carrot, clove, cherry, cola, ginger, juniper, lemon, molasses, nutmeg, orange, prune, plum, pepper, root beer, rum, raspberry, tomato, and vanilla. That sounds horrible. Right? I think I'm really hung up on ginger because ginger's nasty. Ginger's good though. You're just objectively wrong. No, ginger is so good. No cinnamon. No cinnamon. That's crazy. When I was a kid, someone told me Dr. Pepper is just Coke with cinnamon. And for some reason, that just made sense to me until like three years ago. Black licorice is disgusting. It's not great. Top 10 worst foods right there. That's got to be in it. Along with ginger. There's just a lot of flavors there that I just don't ever want to drink. Right. Like, I don't want to drink tomato. I don't want to drink almond. But people do drink tomato. Like a Bloody Mary. I, I don't understand that. Like juniper. I don't even know what that tastes I like. I don't know what that tastes like. I think it's a flower. Well, I guess vanilla is also like a flower, isn't it? Yeah, but vanilla is good. Except when you're a little kid, when your family is like baking. Vanilla and, extract? Yes. And you smell the vanilla extract and you're like, oh, that tastes so good. And then your mom's like, oh, here, have a little bit. And you have some on a spoon. And then you lose just a little bit of trust in your mother. But somehow you don't learn enough. And then you still go for that like unsweetened Hershey's cocoa powder. And it's just the same thing. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of what else in the kitchen that I ate. Cinnamon. That good. Cinnamon. I've done that. And you just choke for like 30 minutes. Well, it's not like I had like a handful. I think I like stuck my finger in like a ground cinnamon thing and just like. Oh, and just. Yeah, just you, you didn't participate in the cinnamon challenge. When I did. Was a thing? I I did I did okay in it. Really? Yes. Do you want to know the my strat? How I beat all my friends? Yeah. I like just started salivating as much as I could, and I didn't swallow it. And then when you put when you put the the we, we did a teaspoon because we were concerned about our lungs. And, and so you put the teaspoon in and you don't breathe. Don't breathe in. That's the fatal mistake. Oh. Yeah. So then that makes sense. Then you try to spread all the cinnamon around your mouth. So your mouth is just gonna be dry. And it's going to be terrible, but you're you're going to survive the challenge. You're not going to spit it out or choke on it. That makes sense. I never tried it. Kirby, did you try it? Sorry, I haven't been paying attention. I've been distracted by Jonah's Googling ability. He said, good, good smell things that taste bad. And I just <laughs> found that quite funny. And so I totally got lost and just laughing. I didn't add the ING to smelling. Um, good smell thing that tastes bad because i'm i'm trying to think of like other things like vanilla extract that smell good and you're just like yes i need that and then you taste it and you're just like so i was trying to find more of examples of that um and so that was my that was my google and that was one of the suggestions that came up and so i just okay this has to get cut because we're a family friendly podcast um i'm on a reddit this is why it's getting cut um because of reddit no because i can't talk right now (laughs) but it says so the question is what smells good but tastes bad oh boy oh boy and someone says vanilla extract and then someone goes smells like the tear of jesus tastes like the asshole of satan (laughs) i mean i i wouldn't be super opposed to keeping that uh we would have to mark it with an e because of asshole? Is that actually? I feel like not in today's society. I'll bleep it. Oh, yes, that'd be quite fun. Here's a bleep. Beep. Also, what was the question that you guys were asking me, by the way, before I got distracted? Did you ever partake in the cinnamon challenge? Oh, heck no. I could not handle that whatsoever. I'm pretty weak and tame when it comes to a lot of things. Especially putting things in my body and putting my body in situations. Which is weird because I drink an absurd amount of Dr. Pepper. Uh, Kirby, do the intro. Dr. Pepper is amazing. Dr. Pepper, please sponsor me. If you need further proof of why you should sponsor me, I will send you a picture of my 575 cans. This is true. I've witnessed it. I've seen it. I was a part of it. It's true. There was a lot of cans. Insert Nick walking into my room. Why do you suck? Leave. Hello there. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) I love you, Nick. Don't listen to this podcast. It sucks. I want to be on it next week? Yes. <laughs> he won't show.